Welcome to another episode of the Superpowered Fancast. This is Darren. So on this super solo episode, um, I won't be joined by my co-hosts uh, this week. Uh, so uh, no Danny, uh, Stephanie, or Jenna. So it's just going to be me uh, going over just the latest news in the geek and the fan world. And what I can tell you, the first thing I'm going to tell you is um, this is going to be a new commitment uh, from Superpowered Fancast. So, and so it's not going to be really any more like mini episodes or special episodes. It's just going to be the next episode. So whether it's the four of us, three of us, two of us, or another solo like I'm doing right now, every episode and every week, there's going to be a new episode of the Superpowered Fancast. So you can definitely count on hearing from, uh, hearing from one or all of us or two of us or three of us at least once a week. So definitely uh, let us know what you want to hear. Like, tell us what you want to listen to. Like, what are what new stories and items do you find interesting? Do you want to talk about? Or do you want to hear us talk about? And your feedback is definitely going to be worth it. Because uh, if you send us information, especially if you email us, or if you uh, contact us or leave comments on our website, superpoweredfancast.com, we will definitely read them. And I will uh, discuss what your concerns on another on a future episode so i guess what i'm going to do uh with this uh with this episode this will be our our 18th episode even though we've got other ones but this is gonna be our 18th episode so i think what i'm going to do is just kind of break it down this episode into just kind of little chapters like maybe just go from one subject and then uh, stories on that subject to another just a little something to play around with you know so i might so if I go um a few more times than usual, then, you know, par for the course. And I, I ask your forgiveness up front. But what I am going to do is I guess we're going to start with. I'm with it. Yes, get on with it. Get on with it. OK, yeah, we'll just, uh, we'll just go ahead and get on with it. Uh, we're going to start with uh, DC Comics. Now, DC Comics has had a huge summer so far and i know it's just the beginning of june well not even beginning of june it's kind of like the it's the middle of june uh, as this come out as as this is being recorded it'll actually come out the uh the last week of june so but this summer is already shaping up to be huge for dc comics now the first story i want to talk about is actually kind of a spoiler so if you're not reading the batman comics um, go ahead and pause here, and when you come back, then we, you know, we can listen to what I, I have to say. But there's huge information about what just happened in uh, last week's issue. Well, yeah, in this month's uh, issue of Batman. So I'll go ahead and pause, and you can come back. Welcome back. So, uh, Geeks Worldwide. Uh, which is a website I write for, uh, had an exclusive preview of issue number 24 of Batman from DC Comics that was written by Tom King and drawn by Brian Hitch. Now, in the issue, Batman does something unexpected. He proposes to Catwoman. Now, it's 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 a strange story in and of itself, but, you know, it's... Uh, it happened. It's there. It's out there in the world now. 
Um, they they left it open so that there's no um, she never you never got a chance to see what her answer was. But there was such a buildup in the last few panels of him, both of them taking off their cowls and um, him pulling out the diamond and telling her about how he bought it after he captured her um, when she was trying to steal it the first time. And he got down on his knees and proposed. So what's going to be interesting going forward is where does this go from here? See, the next story arc, which just started this week, is the War of Jokes and Riddles, which actually takes place in the past. So the question becomes, how long does this get dragged out? I mean, has it become an, uh, you know, an, a story arc that is interplayed throughout uh, Jokes and Riddles, or is it something that we're just supposed to leave hanging, uh, hanging in the open until, you know, the story ends and we come back in, uh, in September. But what's even more interesting is the fact that you have, you know, Dark Knight's medal from Scott Snyder that's going to be dominating the summer. So then the question becomes like, where does this proposal story fit into the overall narrative and frankly into the overall uh, story of Batman because unfortunately I'll be honest with you this can't end well for either of them I mean can you really imagine like Bruce Wayne marrying Selina Kyle so that's the one thing there's the fact that it'd be Batman marrying Catwoman and then you'd have to deal with the dynamic of She's had like romantic run-ins with Dick Grayson. So in essence, like she's had liaisons with her future husband's adopted son. And then what's going to happen when you have like those really awkward stepmother conversations between Selena and Damien? Like I don't even know how that how that's going to work out. But, you know, they've got time to kind of uh to, to deal with and to work with it and let's hope something actually happens that makes sense so the next huge story uh, out of DC Comics is Scott Snyder who I've uh, spoken with who I've interviewed uh, I'd say at least once a month for the last like three or four months uh, we've kind of gotten a good rapport uh, of talking to each other and there's huge news um, uh, coming from him in D.C. is that he's ending uh, All-Star Batman. Now, there's, uh, there's some information that hasn't really it hasn't you know gone out to the public yet. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's going to end on uh, issue 14. And it doesn't mean it's going to be the end of the collaborations that he does, because one of the things that I enjoy about uh, all-star Batman. And one of the things that he's always told me that is one of his favorite parts of writing all-star Batman is the ability to collaborate, uh, with artists on stories that he wants to tell. So just because the title's ending doesn't mean those stories are going away. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, where those stories take place now and in what format. And maybe it's just like, maybe it's just a title change, but you get like the, the same thing, but it's gonna. I I can't 
believe that they would just kind of, that they would that DC would abandon um, these storylines and this arc and uh, and Snyder's vision when they've given him basically the keys to the kingdom for what you know what leads into our next story. So I'm I'm relatively sure that All Star and I'm using air quotes even though you can't see them that All Star is going to continue in some form or fashion. It probably just won't be called All Star. And either way, as long as Scott's writing it, uh, I'm definitely on board to uh, to read it. Uh, I'll be picking it up. It's like at this point now, anything with Scott Snyder's name on it is on my pull list, and which means I'm definitely looking forward to. It. And he's he's teased it, but I'm I'm definitely looking forward to the the next chapter in his witches story. So I'm I'm on board for that as well. So. The next thing is uh, Dark Knights the Force. Now, that's the first part of the Dark Knights Metal uh, storyline that's coming out uh, this summer. It's going to be like just a huge, a huge event. Just the the biggest of events event I guess since DC Rebirth, and I absolutely love it. I've read Dark Knights Forge. I am telling you right now. Go out and read this story. There's so many twists and turns. There's so many uh, characters that are brought uh, that are brought to bear that make sense. That there's so many. Just the mystery of it, the mystery in and of itself, is worth a read because it's interesting to see that he uses a character like Plastic Man, and there's a purpose to him. Like I. I want to know what happens next because it shows just how badass Batman is, but it also shows that Batman's been been laying the groundwork of something for a long, long time, and it's just now starting to come to fruition. And I want to see where it's going because if you've read my if you've read my previous interviews with Scott, either on uh, superpoweredfancast.com or on uh, Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com, you know that part of the storyline is going to involve a dark multiverse. And I want to see where that goes. I want to see the direction that's taken. Now, Dark Knights of Forge is actually another reason why you want to pick this book up is that it's got it's got great people on it. I mean, it's got just luminaries. I mean, it's written by Scott Snyder and James tiny in the fourth. Now James tiny in the fourth is the current writer of Batman. So just having them both on board, just the previous Batman writer and the current Batman writer, they both know this character so well that it's just, it's a it's seamless how they've been able to make, uh, just write Bruce as, you know, as he's supposed to be written. And it's <clears throat> drawn by uh, Jim Lee, Andy Kubert, and John Romita Jr., who are my favorite artists. Like they are, <clears throat> it's almost like I, I hate. And, and yeah, it's going to sound arrogant. It's almost like they wrote and drew this book for me because it hits on everything that I enjoy about DC Comics. It hits on everything I enjoy about certain characters in DC Comics, specifically. Batman, but it's also drawn by some of my favorite artists. Like I've been following uh, Jim Lee and Andy Kubert and John Romita Jr. for years. I mean, all of their Marvel stuff, uh, all of their DC stuff. Like I've, uh, I have the entire, I like 
not only do I have the entire Jim Lee run of of X-Men, but I have his entire uh, run of Hush, his entire run of Superman, like uh, all-star Batman and Robin that he did with Frank Miller. Like I have all of those. So I'm on board for Dark Knights the Forge, and it's definitely something that I recommend. I can't wait for the next part, which is the casting, and then getting in just deep diving into metal. And that's with uh, Scott and Greg Capullo. So the, the team that reinvigorated Batman are coming back to do this huge crossover event that I'm definitely looking forward to. Like, I can't wait for it. So getting out of the um, the comic book aspect and uh, I definitely tell you like to pick up like read Rebirth like there's so many good Rebirth stories right now that they're just amazing like uh, I love the button uh, I it didn't necessarily end in a way that I thought was necessarily satisfying but it's gun- but it looks like it's leading somewhere especially with the connections to Watchmen. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well. So uh, I would definitely tell you to start reading uh, Rebirth. It's It's got some really interesting stuff going on. So getting into the movie side of things. So uh, at this point, everyone knows that uh, director Zack Snyder uh, has left the Justice League uh, production while they were, whereas they were beginning to do research, uh, reshoots. And... The studio and with with uh, with Zach and Jeff Johns, like they brought in Joss Whedon, uh, who directed the uh, two Avengers, the first two Avengers movies, and is uh, developing and going to direct the Batgirl movie for um, for DC and Warner Brothers. They brought him in to take over the reshoots. Now, one of the things people have been worried about is that. Josh Whedon is going to basically uh, redo the entire movie, but Jeff Johns has assured uh, everyone, uh, fans and critics alike, that this is Zack Snyder's movie. Now, you're going to be hearing about reshoots a lot. Like it's it's becoming uh, part of every like huge blockbuster movies uh, production uh, news and. And the thing is, is that reshoots don't necessarily bother me. I say like the biggest example of reshoot news was when they reshot the ending of um, Rogue One. Now, I think it works. I absolutely uh, love the movie. I think that worked insanely well. So it doesn't necessarily bother me when uh, production companies talk about reshoots, even though everyone else starts freaking out about it. Because at this point, they're kind of built into the structure. They're built into the production. So, now, you know, I'll, I'll talk more about that later when we talk about uh, a huge story uh, happening with Star Wars. So, uh, getting back to um, to DC Comics and Warner Brothers, I guess. Uh, Danny Elfman, who scored the original 1989 Batman film by Tim Burton has replaced uh, Junkie XL as composer for uh, Justice League. So he'll be uh, composing the music for uh, for the film. And, I mean, they've got time, but uh, at this point, the movie is set to premiere this November. So they got a few months. But we're going to see how that actually works out as far as uh, 
getting everything together. So, but again, I'm not necessarily worried about it. It's just, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm mildly concerned. So, uh, going now to the movies and getting into TV, um, Titans as a series going to be based on the uh, comic book, the teen Titans is going to start filming this fall. Now there's not a whole lot of information about the production. Uh, I think the only thing that's really kind of been confirmed is that, um, Robin Starfire, uh, Raven and beast boy will be the four leads. Now there hasn't been, uh, any information about casting yet, but it is something that I'll definitely be, be watching. And it's something that I'm going to do probably on a, on another episode, uh, where I'm going to actually get into the fan casting part of the superpowered fan cast and just start fan casting some upcoming projects. Uh, that are happening, including uh, Nightwing and Titans. So they're going to be doing a Nightwing live-action film, but also Nightwing will be apparently on television as well. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now again, uh, and also on the TV front, uh, here's when the CW shows, uh, the DC Comics CW shows, will be returning. So um, Supergirl will be starting her third season on October 9th. Uh, The Flash will be starting its fourth season, October 10th. Now, Legends of Tomorrow has actually moved to to air immediately after Flash, so Legends is going to be starting its third season, October 10th as well, just an hour later. And October 12th, uh, Arrow is going to begin its sixth season. So that's going to be interesting. So if you're uh, if you're a fan of those shows, which I definitely am, I'm definitely going to be kind of blocking off that week to make sure that I'm there to watch. Now, because I'm doing a lot more writing and uh, than viewing, I'm I'm catching up to a lot of stuff. Like at this point, I'm actually catching up uh, to the last season of Flash. Like the last episode I saw was Attack on Gorilla City. So I know I got a ways to go to get to the end. Um, I'm one of those people where, you know, if I don't watch it as it airs, I'll kind of wait until the end of the season and just binge the entire the entire season when I have time. And that's kind of where I am with it. As much as I love the shows, um, it's hard to kind of concentrate on, um, you know, consuming content when you're trying to create it. So I'm definitely getting back in. I know that sounded a little arrogant, but you know, it's, 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 it's true. It actually is. It's very, it's very true. Like I sit down and I, and I, I write every day. So it's kind of hard between, you know, uh, writing and, uh, publishing and taking care of family and kids and work and marriage and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to kind of sit down and watch uh, a lot of stuff, but. I'm, I'm making the time. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. Now, as far as the last bit of television news for DC Comics, HBO is developing Watchmen. Now, Zack Snyder uh, directed the Watchmen movie, which I still say is probably one of the most faithful uh, adaptations of a comic book property Ever, I mean, with the exception of the giant squid at the end, 
Um, I think his his interpretation of Watchmen is probably the most uh, faithful I've ever seen. But he was involved in actually bringing the characters to uh, HBO as a series at one point. Now, he's not part of this project. They've actually uh, brought in uh, Damon Lindelof to uh, to oversee this. And that's and that's an interesting dynamic. Lindelof is a fan of not only the source material, but he actually said he was a a huge fan of uh, Snyder's take on it as well. And he kind of had the same reaction I did about the faithfulness of the uh, uh, to the source material by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Now, uh, if you don't know who Damon Lindelof is, uh, he's a writer producer for for movies and and television series, uh, including Lost, uh, the Star Trek reboot. Uh, World War Z, and recently uh, he was the uh, creator and showrunner for The Leftovers on on HBO. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see his his take on the material, and it, with every other network, like just uh, you know going all in on superhero properties, like kind of every every network uh, kind of picking and picking their own. Uh, comic book series to do like well, many i can't say all uh i think watchmen is the perfect fit for hbo especially considering that you've got the end of leftovers you've got um coming up on the end of game of thrones uh which we'll talk which we're going to talk about later as well um you're gonna you're gonna want a a, a genre-based serial uh, series that you can have, and I think that Watchmen would definitely fit the bill for for HBO. Okay, so moving on from uh, DC to the House of Ideas Marvel Comics, um, I want to talk about a move that was either incredibly ballsy or incredibly stupid, and that. Uh, well, and kind of both of those things can be used to describe um, behavior of Sony executive Amy Pascal. Now, no stranger to controversy, Pascal has gotten in trouble before when her uh, emails were hacked during the infamous Sony hack. And let's just say she uh, some of her opinions were not... Uh, well received by many people in Hollywood and in the press. So it's was it was interesting and the reason why I say it's either ballsy or stupid is that she's giving an interview to uh film starts and she's sitting next to uh Marvel chief exec um Marvel Studios chief Kevin Feige and she tells a reporter sitting next to Feige even though Feige had previously stated that the upcoming Venom and Silver Sable Black Cat movie that's that Sony is developing don't have a connection to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Pascal opens her mouth and says that they do. And if you if you if you've not seen the meme, uh, many are saying that it's replacing the the sad Affleck meme, but just look at the confused look on Kevin Feige's face as he's sitting there in a junket to talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. Just the, 
I don't know if it's just a mixture of confusion and anger, but it's it's that's what it looks like to me. So either Pascal didn't know what she was talking about, or she decided to go ahead and take a chance and put that information out there, so that people would actually start to people would believe that uh, Venom's going to be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, whether or not she had the conversation with uh, Feige ahead of time, and they just didn't work didn't work out the details, that's another part of it. But again, just the look of confusion on Faye's face alone means that this is something she probably did not run past him before she blurted it out to a reporter on a press junket. I mean, literally her exact her exact words were said both movies will now take place in the world that we are creating for Peter Parker. There'll be adjuncts to it. They may be different locations, but it will still all be in the same world. And they will be connected to each other as well. So again, it's not like this is not uh, this is not a statement she can roll back. These came. Uh, this is not something she can say did not happen. She said it. So it's going to be. We're going to see where the fallout to this story uh, lands. But just putting it out there. Apparently now, Venom, Black Cat, and Silver Sable. Are gonna are connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe per Amy Pascal. So another more positive Marvel news: um, Disney's D twenty three Expo, which is, I guess you you can't really call it their Comic Con because they have a presence presence at San Diego, but it's their uh, it's Disney's showcase that they use to basically kind of have fans come in and see what uh, new projects and in television and movies that Disney has coming up. So the D23 Expo, which which happens uh, next month, uh, they're going to honor uh, the legend Jack Kirby, which I think is long overdue. I mean, Jack Kirby basically gave you, with uh, along with Stan Lee, gave you the Marvel universe. Like he created the style that these books, that these books take place in. He created the, the overall look he co-created like Captain America for God's sake. I mean, this that alone uh, makes him worthy of being a legend, which is what he is. He's going to be honored along with Stan as a Disney legend. And I think that's, I think that's great. I mean, his contributions alone to both Disney and, uh, and Marvel and even DC. I mean, he created the fourth world series, which means he created dark side and the new gods. So I'm, you know, he, he's definitely a legend, not just a Disney legend, but a legend in general. Now the event's going to be held July 14th. He's going to be inducted along with Stan Lee, uh, Mark Hamill, Oprah Winfrey, and the late Carrie Fisher. And he'll be inducted on in the month before what would have been, his 100th birthday. So that's, it's definitely an honor for Jack. And, uh, as a fan, I'm again, something long overdue and something that should be done every year. Every year, someone should remember Jack Kirby just for being the legend that he is. Uh, in other news, Deadpool two has officially begun production, um, in Vancouver. So I'm, 
going to be waiting for uh, production art and uh, set photos, but they've got a huge, uh, a huge cast. It's going to be interesting to see how um, they're kind of going all in on, on Deadpool. They want to keep the, it's going to be interesting to see how they keep the edge of the R rated Deadpool, but have him uh, mixing with the, the more PG 13 X-Men characters. And I also really want to see the dynamic between uh, Deadpool and Ka- and uh, Josh Brolin's Cable, so I think that's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting to see, um, but I can't guarantee that it. I'm I'm hoping it's is contentious and funny at the same time, but it's going to be interesting to see how they play off the dynamic of Cable being from the future and being Cyclops' son and does Cyclops cameo like does you know Deadpool break the fourth wall and talk about the fact that you know. <laughs> and like bring up James Marsden or something like that. So it's going to be interesting to see that. Um, this came across uh, as, as something that I would, that I'm actually really on board for. So with the success of Patty Jenkins um, directing of the Wonder Woman movie, uh, you know, that it, it immediately sparked uh, debate and conversation about, um, comic book movies uh, featuring female leads and Rachel Talalay who uh, if you don't know who that is she directed um, the uh, Rachel Talalay uh, directed um, the movie Tank Girl uh, she directed Freddy's Dead The Final Nightmare she's directed episodes of The Flash Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow. Um, she's directed many episodes of Doctor Who. She's directed Sherlock. Now she wants to bring She-Hulk to the screen, which I'm absolutely on board for. Uh, she has her own take on the character herself, which I find interesting as well, because she, in an interview, she said uh, the difference between uh, She-Hulk and Hulk is that you know Jennifer loves being She-Hulk. Like she was the tank girl of earlier days in terms of being able to say what she wanted. And when she became She-Hulk, it was like opening of the door to freedom to be the person you wish you could be. Now, that's a direct quote from her. And I, you know, I, I agree with her. Now, personally, I love the take. I love Talalay as a director. And I am personally on board to see this happen. Uh, but, you know, let me know what you think. I think it's I think it's a great idea. So the next piece of Marvel news uh, is going to be about again going back to the Fox side of the uh, of the Marvel universe. Uh, Simon Kinberg, Kin- Kinberg, Simon Kinberg is directing X Men: Dark Phoenix. Now this will be his directorial debut. Which is going to be—I know I say that a lot, but it, yeah, it's going to be interesting that someone who, uh, for the most part, has been a screenwriter most of his career, is going to be directing a like huge blockbuster film, and that's what this is. I mean, don't get it twisted. I mean, besides everything else, uh, I mean, this is a huge film. It's going to be probably at least hundreds of millions of dollars and you're kind of put and Fox is putting that in the hands of 
admittedly a first-time director. Now he knows the world, he knows the, the script, he's writing the script, he's writing the other scripts. But again, just the just the directorial part of it, it's a, it's a bit of a gamble. But I guess it's one that Fox is definitely willing to make. And on that note, um, since the uh, the cast is returned, both the original uh, cast of the film uh, of uh, the X-Men film, including uh, Jennifer Lawrence and uh, Michael Fassbender and um, James McAvoy, uh, they've all agreed to return. Um, it's looking like Fox wants is in negotiations with uh, Jessica Chastain to take on a role in the film as well. Now, Chastain's Academy Award winner, and I, I think she's an amazing actress, and they're looking to have her play Lalandra in the film, uh, Empress Lalandra. Now, for those unfamiliar with uh, Lalandra, considering this is, you know, the, the Dark Phoenix saga, uh, Lalandra is the Empress of the Shi'ar Empire, so... You know that would definitely that would introduce aliens into uh, <clears throat> into Fox's X Men universe, and she is, uh, according to the news reports, they want she's going to be she's going to be portrayed as the villain of the piece. But traditionally in the comics, she's she's at odds with the X Men, yes, especially with the Phoenix Force, but she's not necessarily a villain. In fact, she becomes. Um, she falls in love with Charles Xavier and they have a, a, a long-standing relationship. So, um, I mean, as far as the portrayal, I think absolutely Jessica Chastain could pull it off. Uh, it's going to, uh, she's, she's an amazing actress. Um, it's, you know, I, I'm wary of the Fox X-Men films, especially wary of the dark Phoenix saga is because it means so much to me as it is, as a uh, as a fan, like I, I love that that entire storyline. So there are way too many ways that they can mess it up, and I, I I still to this point don't think they've earned the ability to tell that story well because they have yet to lay the groundwork for it, other than that that scene at the end of Apocalypse. So I mean. Who knows? They might be able to pull it off. They they might not. Considering that the last time they tried it was uh, X-Men The Last Stand, also coincidentally written by Simon Kinberg. I'm going to try and reserve judgment, but history is not on his side. So, Now, the biggest Marvel news this week has got to be Black Panther. Now they, uh, uh, Marvel Studios released the uh, teaser poster for Black Panther, so you get to see, you know, T'Challa sitting on his throne, looking all badass and whatnot. Uh, but they also released the teaser trailer, um, which you know, at like uh, at a little at a, over a minute and a half, is you know not necessarily a teaser trailer, but it's a lot of great information, a lot of great, uh, a lot of great visuals. And they kind of set up the uh, the villains like you kind of you get to see um, Michael B. Jordan's Killmonger, and you know you get to you get to see those snippets of 
of the villains of the piece and you get to see um you know wakanda uh for the most part and i think that's uh that's one of the things i'm looking forward to is i want to see the the world of uh <laughs> of black panther uh conveyed on screen and i got into a uh I guess I wouldn't say an argument. I got trolled by someone online who uh, who was talking about how unrealistic um, Wakanda would be. And again, considering this is all <laughs> this is based on a comic book, but uh, his point was that why would an, a technologically advanced civilization um, still hold on to um, so what was the word he used? It wasn't even antiquated because at least antiquated would sound, you know, polite. Backwards, yeah, backwards is what he called them. Backwards um, traditions. So it it, it was. Uh, I can't even necessarily call it an interesting conversation. It was, you know, it was a mouse punching an elephant. You know, it was, uh, it was almost to the point where he was trying to rattle me, but you know. If you know me, that doesn't happen. So it was just, uh, so just even kind of explaining, trying to explain to him and understanding that he had, he does not know anything about Black Panther almost became just a, it became a minor annoyance to almost a medium annoyance. But I can tell you right now, like just all the, um, all of the reaction videos you can see on YouTube and all of the posts and information you see about Black Panther, like it's going to be a huge movie. There's going to be like a lot of people looking forward to seeing it, uh, regardless of, uh, you know, color. And I'm, I'm definitely going to be there. I already told, uh, you know, my wife and I already have outfits picked out, our Black Panther outfits. We're going to go see the movie in. And I guarantee you, there's gonna be a lot of pictures of people in the people in their uh, in their costume. There's gonna be a lot of lot of people going to see this movie in costume. So that's I guess I, I, that's kind of the end of the the Marvel news. And I'm kind of uh, going to a uh, little bit of television news um, for anime fans. Uh, Cowboy Bebop is being developed as a series. Now, Cowboy Bebop is being developed as a television series. Um, There's not necessarily a, uh, a network involved yet. Cowboy Bebop is being uh, developed into a television series from the company uh, that and the creators of the original series, so it's still going to be hated on by by loyalists who don't believe that anyone should ever um, bring the thing that they find most precious to any medium other than the one they decide. But it is being uh, adapted by Chris Yost, and he's a veteran animation writer. Uh, he's written for like Wolverine and the X-Men, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and he um, not only wrote the screenplay for Thor The Dark World, but is credited as co-creating the character of X-23. So he'll still get hated on. But, you know, that's the way the, that's the, way the fan world works, unfortunately. Um, next in television uh, news, uh, Dimension, 
Uh, Dimension Films is developing a Sin City series for television. And uh, this is going to be, it's going to take place in the same world as the movies, but it's not going to feature any of the movie characters. It's not going to feature um, any of the movie characters per se, so you're probably not going to be seeing like Hardigan or uh, Marv anytime soon. But there is a lot of powerhouse um, powerhouse talent um, behind the scenes. Uh, they're bringing in uh, Glenn Mazzara to be the showrunner, and his he's a he's a veteran in television, and his credits include uh, The Shield and The Walking Dead. And uh, it's going to be directed by Len Wiseman, uh, who's the director of the Underworld movies. And he's also directed um, episodes of and executive produced uh, the series Lucifer and Sleepy Hollow. So Wiseman's going to also serve as producer alongside uh, Sin City creator Frank Miller uh, and the Weinsteins. So I, I can, you know, I'm... I'm reserving judgment, but I think it's going to be, uh, I, it's, I'm going to reserve judgment probably until I see how it looks visually. Do they keep Frank Miller's style, the style that worked in the movies, or do they kind of branch off a little bit? Cause that style was really, um, like Miller's and, uh, That style can really be attributed more to uh, Robert Rodriguez and Frank Miller than to anyone else. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of reserving judgment a little bit, I guess, until I see how it looks. So in staying in television news, um, Game of Thrones has a new trailer, and it's definitely one you're going to want to see because it's now the first uh, teaser trailer that they put out there was kind of you know, people walking towards chairs and sitting down, kind of taking their places uh, on the opposing sides. Um, this new trailer gives a lot more action and information. Like you're going to see, uh, you're going to see Jon Snow apparently on the other side of the wall. You're going to see Bran finally making it to the wall. You're going to see the Night King. You're going to see dragons. Like just definitely check out the trailer. And uh, it's 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 going to be worth it, and it's it's almost going to be bittersweet the fact that they're you know condensing the last two two seasons like uh, it's 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 going to be one of those uh, bittersweet moments when they when they get to the end. Uh, the CW is developing a spinoff of the popular series Supernatural. Now Supernatural is going into its 13th season and uh, has not had a spinoff as yet. Now, they've had spinoffs in development, but they never really went anywhere. This one looks like it's kind of being uh, fast-tracked to series, and it's called Wayward Sisters. Now, it's going to star... Now, the series is going to star Kim Rhodes, who's going to be reprising her role as Sheriff Jody Mills, and the uh, what it looks like is that Mills is going to be in charge of a group of women who were, and, and I quote, orphaned by supernatural tragedy. So there's no additional casting news right now, but um, there are uh, in on the 
shows that she's been on previously because she's a, a character who's been on multiple episodes of Supernatural. She does have two uh, adopted daughters and uh, works with Sheriff Donna. So it, it'd be, you know, it'd be weird to not have them on the show. And it's going to be interesting to see whether or not, you know, Sam and Dean show up uh, or any other uh, characters. Now, the episode that's going to be the the pilot for Wayward Sisters is going to be an episode of the series uh, this year. So that'll serve as a backdoor pilot for the for the, the spinoff going forward. So Star Trek Discovery is going to have its premiere September 24th. Now, the reason why that's uh, why that's news. Well, I mean, besides the fact that it is, in fact, news is that um, it's going to air on CBS. The first episode is going to air on CBS. And then the remaining episodes are going to air on CBS's All Access, like their streaming service. Now, what's going to happen with that is that they're actually breaking up the series into chapters. So it's going to be 15 episodes. And chapter one is going to run the first eight episodes once a week from September through November. And then the next chapter is going to be going to begin in January. Now, it's almost the same way that, you know, regular television runs is going to be like the uh, their half a season and then the um, the break. And then they come back uh, and finish the rest of the season out. So um, we'll we'll see how it goes now. Again, this is still kind of iffy whether or not people are going to plunk down the money to kind of get behind the paywall to watch the series. But that's going to be a lot of that's going to be based on the power of the premiere. So we'll see how that works out. Now, Idris Elba is going to uh, executive produce and star in a new season of Luther. So, you know, as much as I, I love uh, BBC series and I loved Luther and I like the fact that they kind of will take a break uh, in between, like the same way, like we, we have in the States, we have new, uh, new series that come every year. Like there'll be, sometimes there'll be like two, three year uh, gap between uh, BBC series, but um, both series creator, Neil, uh, Neil Cross and, Idris Elba are on board for a new four-part installment um, of Luther, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. Um, and speaking of BBC, uh, the team who created Sherlock, um, Mark Gaddis and uh, Stephen Moffat, they're looking to, well, it, it's looking like they're in negotiations to adapt uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula as a series. Now, there's not a whole lot of details about um, whether or not it'll, you know, take place in modern day, whether it'll be a period piece, uh, and both Gaddis and Moffat are on other uh, other projects at the moment, but there's so much kind of hype around this that, you know, it, it, uh, it, it sounds like it's being fast-tracked, like they really want this done. So, uh, you know, I'm sure there'll be more news about it uh, coming soon. And I'll definitely, you know, bring it to you as I find it. 
Now, in movie news, there's really only one big story to talk about uh, in movie news, and it involves Star Wars. So, if you haven't if you haven't learned, I guess I'm explaining it to you. If you don't, then you if you do know, I'm just kind of giving you my take on it. Um, the directors of the Han Solo prequel film, uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, have left the project while it's being while it's still in in production so i mean they've gone through pre-production they've the script's been approved they've started shooting they're in the middle of shooting the film both directors have left over what they're calling creative differences laugh it up fuzzball now many people are saying it's because they got into it with uh lucasfilm chief uh kathleen kennedy which you know She's got a long career, so it's probably something you don't do. And it's the one of the rumors is is that she fired them. Now I don't know if it's true. I don't know what the situation is. All I do know is that both directors are gone and Lucasfilm is looking for a replacement. Now, according to Hollywood Reporter, um, you know, because of course everyone has to release statements, uh the statement from Lord Miller uh says Unfortunately, our vision and process weren't aligned with our partners on this project. We normally aren't fans of the fate of the phrase creative differences, but for once this cliche is true. We are really proud of the amazing and world-class work of our cast and crew. So, you know, it's very kind of middle of the road. It doesn't necessarily uh, portend to anything uh, strange or weird in the fact that you know, they, they know that creative differences is a cliche, at least kind of, you know, deflates a lot of the, the stories. And of course, uh, you know, of course, uh, Kennedy and uh, Lucasfilm put out a statement as well saying, uh, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller are talented filmmakers who have assembled an incredible cast and crew, but it's become clear that we had different creative visions on this film and we've decided to part ways. A new director will be announced soon. So, I mean, it, it can't be any clearer than that. There's like, there's no ambiguity in the fact that they just could not align uh, how they were going to get this film made. And they're still making it. Like, it's being made. Like, there are people, like, cast and crew are assembled. Like, sets have been built. Uh, production facilities have opened. Like it's it's and they still haven't changed the release date of May 25th. So I don't know how much of this film has been shot. I don't know how much needs to be reshot. I don't know if the script needs to be changed or not. Or maybe it's just the fact that they just didn't like it, how it was looking visually. But either way, like it's they're out and I, you know, it's it's unfortunate, you know, both for the film uh, that fans are looking forward to, and and the directors, uh, because I'm I'm a huge fan of them. Like Lord Miller, like they did the Lego Movie. And I think they're I think they're really great directors, and it's a shame to see them kind of go this way. But it's it's a trend that's been happening. Like when they uh, when uh, Edgar Wright wanted to uh, do kind of do a more retro version of Ant Man. Uh, didn't necessarily align with the studio and you know he was gone they brought in somebody else so it's becoming more and more apparent that you know uh 
as uh, as people are learning more about production, you're going to be seeing more of these stories. I mean, you're hearing a lot of stories about uh, DC productions either losing directors or not finding directors or, you know, things of that nature, scripts having to be rewritten. You know, it's it's part of it's it's part of the DNA of big of blockbuster movies now. Like um, it's so it's it's something that you're just going to have to get used to hearing about. And I'm going to keep reporting it. I'm just going to keep putting it out there because it is, in fact, news. So, I mean, it is news. It's news is definitely worth uh, telling. So I'm going to tell it. So I think that's it. I mean, for uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of other stories out there and, you know, I'd like to, to tell you all about them. But here's what you can do. In fact, I'll tell you right now, every story that I relate to you today can be found on our website, superpoweredfancast, all one word, dot com. You can go there and read uh, and read news articles that we've that we've written and published. Uh, I publish new content daily, so there will always be new information every morning, and it'll be, and a lot of it will be information that we have here. If there's a story that you heard on uh, this episode that you want to talk about, you can leave comments on that story um, on the website, and I would love to hear from you. Um, one of the things I also will encourage you to do is uh, we have. Uh, new ads on the on the site if you're going to purchase something through amazon you can actually just click on one of the amazon ads and make your purchase and it you know get a little kickback to the show and uh help us kind of i know it's, uh, i can't make it not sound cliche basically just kind of keep the keep the production uh going like uh as far as like web hosting and and podcast hosting and things of that nature and just production costs in general. Like, uh, if that, that would, that would be great. Uh, if you could, if you could click those ads for me, I appreciate it. Um, anyway, you can definitely, uh, contact me or, uh, Jenna or Stephanie or Danny or any of us at, uh, superpoweredfancast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at superpowered fan. And like I said, you can check out uh, if you want to uh, know more about my uh, conversations with Scott Snyder. Um, you can go to Geeks Worldwide at the gww.com and uh, just search search for my name, uh, Darren Generally, and you can read uh, the articles I've written for Geeks Worldwide. And you can read my interviews with uh, with Scott Snyder, along with my uh, comic book reviews for the uh, DC Rebirth. Uh, so, for Superpowered Fancast, and for this Super Solo, this is Darren saying... Thank God for them internets. See you next week. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at thegww.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!